Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be hearing music and interviews with the fantastic Baltimore-based old-time string and Irish button accordion band, Charm City Junction. Down in the vault, Mark Jones has found an old recording of none other than Charlie Sandage singing a really cool old song. And our guest host, Dr. Brooks Blevins, continues his exploration of Ozark music shows. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. I don't know why it is, but when you put a fiddle and an accordion together, they make a sound like no other instruments can. Add a driving claw hammer banjo and a bass, and you get a sound that just makes you want to dance. So roll back the rug as we present a great old-time band called Charm City Junction.
very much. Uh, well, I mean, the way that we play this music is we started off as friends hanging out together making music and we just liked these tunes and liked each other and you know I think uh, there's a respect in that that's the way people are give and take with the melody and space for everyone else and so you know and there's a respect for all the different traditions and the way that we all see them as you know they're all under the same umbrella and they all share so many commonalities that why not play the music together <laughs> why not there's, there should be no you know division between these different styles and so we're just having a fun time playing the music together yeah i mean we pretty much kind of take turns with uh bringing new material to the band and i mean when it comes to like actual the songs you know we're always kind of in mind of try to keep in mind uh, a song that's kind of tuneful that really allows the three melody instruments to have a lot of fun playing off of one another yeah it's it's fun bringing out this material
Yeah, I've, I've never been to Arkansas. It's, it's beautiful, especially up here in the, the Ozarks. It's just incredible. We're, we have some time tomorrow. We're hoping to, I don't know, go swim in the creek again or explore some caverns. I was really impressed on the musically impressed by how intergenerational the the jamming yeah. scene is down in the in the square and to see particularly so many young girls playing this music mm -hmm. uh and so many uh just players of all ages but really good to see a really healthy mix of boys and girls playing adults it's a really I, i'm not as used to seeing that i feel like i just see, tend to see jams blues, bluegrass jams you know a lot of older guys and it's nice to see a real healthy mix down here.
I think the social component is yeah. probably why I'm so hooked on playing old time and, and roots music, bluegrass and some Irish music as well. That being able to have the instrument as a social tool, show up at a jam or a festival or a concert and instantly have something in common with somebody, I can just sit down and start playing tunes or we can just chat about music and have so many friends in common across the country that play this type of music. So for me, the social component is really big. Of course, I love playing music and love the feeling of metal strings, you know, ringing in my fingers, but it's, it's I think in the long run, the social side is what really keeps me engaged. I, I wholeheartedly agree from that because I grew up studying classical music and jazz music, and then I always listened to Bella Fleck and the Fleck tones, and that was my gateway towards bluegrass and then working backwards to like old time music and I mean, the allure is definitely the social thing. I mean, it's so cool to just show up here and I've never been to Arkansas and then sitting around, went to the town jam last night. And, you know, I know all the same tunes as these people and that we have a lot in common already. And it's great that there's so many people you can meet through the t music.
Thank you. Baltimore, Maryland-based band, The Charm City Junction, recorded live on our stage here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. In that first set, we heard Frog on a Lily Pad, followed by Joe Bain's Barn Dance, Train on the Island, and finishing with their own take on a tune called Greasy Coat. We'll be hearing more of this band's great music later in the show. Right now, let's take a short break, then come with me down to the vault for a visit with my pal, Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, I told you earlier, maybe warned you earlier, that I would be going down into the vault today to visit with my pal Mark Jones. So uh, let's not put it off any longer. Let's go down there right now. Hey, Dave, is that you coming down them stairs? Well, that's me. I Gosh, there's not much room to step on anymore. There's so much stuff piled up down here. Uh, we just got to put it somewhere. <laughs> Well, how you been? Dave, I've been doing real good. In fact, the other day, I got to thinking about you, and I run across a song that I wondered if you had known it or ever heard it before, The Blacksmith of Brandywine. Well, I've never heard of that song. It's a really good song, and it was written a long time ago, but it just kind of had your name all over it, although it's our buddy Charlie Sandage singing it. And that was a recording of it, and it just really would lend itself well to your style, and uh, I'd love for you to hear well, it. Well, I'd like to hear it. You know, Charlie Sandage and I have been pals for years. Uh, my band, of which I am a part, Harmony, we do a lot of Charlie Sandage songs. He wrote a whole series of songs called Arkansas Stories about the events around Arkansas, and we've, we've been doing that for years, and I've been around Charlie a lot, and I've never heard of the blacksmith of Brandywine. Well, he's quite a fella, and this is quite a song. I'd like for you to hear. Okay. We went down to Chestertown. It was a sight to see. A giant of a man with a hammer in his hand lying dead neath an old oak tree. And all around him on the ground in fatal disarray. A score of men who'll never fight again or travel on the king's highway. Dug a grave and covered him o'er and sadly wept a tear. Passed the day riding on our way till we met a musketeer. From him we learned the story of a brave and angry man who undertook the British enemy with a hammer in his hand. Make it one for a Washington and hold his gallant men. One for the girl who once was mine. Make it one. 
for the darling boy I'll never see again. And don't forget the blacksmith of Brandywine. Lived this man in Chestertown, far from the cannon's roar. A man or mild, his wife and child, no man could ever love more. But the Tories spoke a plot one day to Whaley, Washington. He left his home and his family alone to the general he did run. His errand done, he hurried home, but sorrow there he found. For his wife and son by a British gun laid dead on the hard cold ground. Then he picked him up his heavy sledge and he gave a practice swing. Next day on the line at Brandywine you could hear his hammer ring. Make it one for a Washington and hold his gallant men. One for the girl who once was mine. Make it one for the darling boy I'll never see again. And don't forget the blacksmith of Brandywine. Well, that is a really neat song. I'm so glad you brought that to my attention. I th I'm going to learn that song. Well, I'm glad. Do some studying on it and tell me where the King's Highway really was. Yeah, at first when he started that, I thought it might be an old English ballad, but actually it uh, sounds like an American tune uh, about the Revolutionary War, huh? It is. And uh, I just, it was a good song. It was a Kind of a history lesson to me. Well, Mark, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. I'll, I'll learn that up. All right. I'll see you next week, okay? Can't wait. Most of the old-time bands we feature on our show utilize a six-string guitar as the rhythm instrument. Our featured band this week, Charm City Junction, gets along very well without one, instead relying on the claw hammer or frailed banjo to make the foundation of the tunes. Banjo wizard Brad Kolodner adds this melodic touch. Sean McCominsky fills the gap with his soulful button accordion playing. Alex Lackament plays bass with the band, and Bobby Britt plays the fiddle. Here are three more from the Charm City Junction, starting with a reel called The Torn Jacket.
Let's hear it for Sean McComiskey on the button accordion. I don't think we're, when we're playing, we're never trying to be like a tradition bearer. We're not trying to hold tight onto some made perceived rules about the music. So, I mean, I do enjoy that super, you know, air quotes, traditional way of playing. <laughs> uh, but I also play loads of different kinds of music. And the four of us in Jarmusy Junction, we, we love and respect all the different traditions that we come from, but we also think that we also, they're living, breathing things that are, you know, everyone who's playing it is taking a part of changing it. And we, become, we come from so many different backgrounds musically, Sean being the Irish traditional music rep, and I play a lot of old time, and Alex grew up playing class and, uh, jazz and classical, and Patrick McAvenue plays a lot of bluegrass, and so we're always learning from each other and always inspired by other tunes that we may have in our own unique repertoires. So whenever we get together to jam or build repertoire for a new recording or a concert or something, there's always an endless well of tunes to draw from each other.
But I mean, there's like a million bluegrass festivals around the country that have such a wide variety, a, a wide perception of what bluegrass, I used air quotes on the radio that didn't, wouldn't help, <laughs> bluegrass is. I'm a radio DJ back in DC and, and host a bluegrass show on a bluegrass country radio station. A lot More of air, air quotes, quotes <laughs> for those of you in radio world you can't see right now. And I like the big tent definition of, of bluegrass. I think it, generally speaking, I'm, I'm okay with the idea of calling a lot of different types of music bluegrass because I, I think bluegrass, even when it started, it, yes, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys had their idea of what it was, but it kept growing and evolving as they kept playing more and more. And I think just seeing that continue is fine by me to have a, a wide definition of bluegrass. And people make up their own minds about what they think it really is. Yeah. But I think in the long run, it uh, doesn't really make a huge difference. As long as people think it's good music and enjoy it. Right. Uh, and you can also, if there is a negative connotation that people apply to bluegrass, the more you use it in a really positive light with certain types of music, incorporating different instruments, I think that's for the better. I'm troubled, I'm troubled, I'm troubled in mind. If trouble don't kill me, I'll live a long time. to the grave yes i'm troubled i'm troubled i'm troubled in mind if trouble don't kill me i'll live a long time Yes, I'm troubled, I'm troubled, I'm troubled in mind. If trouble don't kill me, I'll live a long time. I'm troubled, I'm troubled, I'm troubled in mind 
You've been listening to Charm City Junction, our featured band this week on Ozark Islands Radio. They started that set off with a couple of Irish reels, the Torn Jacket and Come West Along the Road. Next, we heard a beautiful slow air, Return from Helsinki. And finally, the song, I'm Troubled. We'll take a short break now. In our next segment, Dr. Brooks Blevins will continue the story of the Ozark Jubilee. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Let's listen to writer and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins explore an old Ozark TV show called The Ozark Jubilee. Today, it's probably best known as headquarters and site of the flagship store of Bass Pro Shops, one of the world's largest retailers of hunting and fishing gear. But in the middle of the 20th century, Springfield, Missouri, queen city of the Ozarks, was a hotspot for musical entertainment. In addition to the dozens of locally produced shows that ran on radio and TV stations, back in the hills of the Ozarks, Springfield had its own nationally broadcast barn dance show, Corns a Kraken, which aired on the ABC radio network in the 1940s. And for almost seven years in the 1950s and early 60s, country music variety TV shows came streaming into living rooms from coast to coast, straight from Springfield. These shows sent some native Ozarkers on to national stardom and left a lasting legacy that would impact the Ozark music and entertainment scene long after Springfield's showbiz days came to an end. In our first installment of the Ozark Jubilee, we highlighted MC Red Foley and Springfield's attempt to challenge Nashville as the crossroads of country music. Despite a few technical glitches, the show got off to a good start in early 1955. The Jubilee followed the time-tested formula of the barn dance show. Musical numbers interspersed with square dances featuring caller L.D. Keller and his Ozark promenaders and comedy routines. No one brought the house down more often than Uncle Sipe and Aunt Sap, played by real-life husband and wife Lawrence and Neva Brasfield. Red Foley had plenty of practice playing the straight man from his years on the Grand Ole Opry, whose chief comic was Lawrence Brasfield's brother Rod. Millions of viewers got to know the show's up-and-coming regular performers, 
The earliest Jubilee regulars included mostly young artists who had charted a country song or two in the top 40, but were a right smart from becoming household names. People like Texan Arlie Duff, Floridian Bobby Lord, rockabilly sensation Wanda Jackson from Oklahoma, Marvin Rainwater from Kansas, West Virginian Hawkshaw Hawkins, and female honky-tonker Jean Shepard, raised in an Oki family in California. Hawkins and Shepard met on the show and later married, and Jean gave birth to Hawkshaw Jr. just a month after the airplane crash that killed Hawkins and Patsy Cline. The Ozark Jubilee also featured local entertainers. Without a doubt, the most famous Ozarker to emerge from the Jubilee was Porter Wagner. Working in a grocery store in his hometown of West Plains, Missouri, the angular and affable Wagner began performing on a local radio show in the late 40s and by 1951 was a regular on Springfield's powerful KWTO. By the time he became one of the headliners on Ozark Jubilee in 1955, he was already a regional celebrity, but his first number one country hit that year, Satisfied Mind, catapulted Wagner to country stardom. Within two years, he and his steel guitar player and personal manager, fellow Missouri Ozarker Don Warden, were on their way to Nashville. And the rest of Porter's story is history. 81 records on the country singles chart, his own syndicated TV show for more than 20 years, the introduction of one Dolly Parton to the world, nudie suits, and the Country Music Hall of Fame. The Porter Wagner show may have come out of Nashville, but it carried a good dose of the Ozarks with it. Wagner's first featured female singer in the pre-Dolly days was another product of the Ozark Jubilee, Norma Jean and Speck Rhodes, a fellow West Plains native, provided the comedy. Don Warden didn't fare too badly for himself either. A longtime member of Wagner's band, the Wagon Masters, he founded a successful music publishing company with legendary guitarist Chet Atkins and served as Dolly Parton's manager. The Ozark Jubilee continued to roll on even after losing a major figure like Porter Wagner. The show became known as Country Music Jubilee in 1957, and two years later changed to Jubilee USA, but it continued to be broadcast from Springfield's Jewel Theater. The key to Jubilee's success had always been the star power of Red Foley, and when his personal life started to unravel, the show's days were numbered. Plagued by alcoholism and related marital troubles, Foley was charged with income tax evasion in late 1959. Guest hosts carried the show through most of its final nine months, before ABC canceled Jubilee USA in September 1960. Cy Simon, Ralph Foster, and their Crossroads Productions gave it one more shot the following year with a new country music variety show broadcast on the NBC network from Springfield's Landers Theater. Five Star Jubilee featured many of the old Jubilee's regular performers alongside a rotating team of hosts including Eddie Arnold and Tex Ritter, but it lasted only six months. So the Ozark region's role as a small player on the national television stage came to an end in 1961. But just down the road in the little town of Branson, a group of brothers calling themselves the Bald Knobbers were wrapping up the second season of their stage show. It turns out there was still plenty of music and plenty of showbiz back in the hills of the Ozarks. So let's keep things on the upswing and have Red Foley take us out with a little bit of the Ozark Jubilee song, 
from a 1956 episode. Let's uh, sing a little song that kind of tells the whole story that goes on here at the Ozark Jubilee, and we're going to have, let's have a little music over there, boys, and let's get the gang up on the floor there, huh? Take the fiddle off of the wall, Ross, we love the boat. We'll get the gang together to the sweat as we will go. We'll pull hands around, go to wings, turkey, Thanks, Brooks. Let's finish up this week's show with a couple more tunes from Charm City Junction. These four guys cover a lot of ground with their music, which is hard to classify since their styles include Irish, bluegrass, and American old-time southern mountain music. We'll finish up today with a couple of old-time tunes, Last Chance and Hop High My Lula Gal.
Thank you. There's an old time tune that I play on banjo called Last Chance that when, remember bringing it to the group, really had no idea how it was gonna go with everybody uh, playing the playing the old time melody with the accordion and the bluegrass fiddler. And it's it's always an adventure when, when we present a new tune to this group because I never know how people are going to interpret it. When I present a tune to an old time jam, I kind of have an idea of what each instrument's gonna do. And I don't have a very specific vivid memory like that for Last Chance, but I think it's one of my favorites from the from our first recording, um, just because it really highlights how each of us can step forward and, and sort of do uh, some some of the things that we're best at in our respective genres, whether it's, you know, Sean playing his, you know, sort of Irish interpretation of the old time melody, or Patrick improvising and playing a really bluegrassy solo and, and Alex, you know, Boeing's great, great at Boeing on the bass and coming up with own, his own melodies. And uh, that, that tune for me really is a great representation of how we're drawing from so many different influences, but it's just a really, it's sort of a journey of a tune. Yeah. And when we play it and it's, it's a lot of fun, never gets old.
Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. That's Charm City Junction. Baltimore, Maryland's versatile string band, the Charm City Junction. That's about all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this band's mix of great musical styles. By the way, in case you've been wondering, our theme music is the Arkansas Traveler, played by some of our terrific local musicians, Clancy Ferguson, Joe Jewell, Albie Talone, and Gresham McMillan. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, this is Dave Smith. I'll see you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at arkansasstateparks.com and by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at stonebank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.